0: In this episode, we will be talking about the battle of the gods, the different sects that exist within Hinduism. A giant pillar of light appeared and covered the entire universe. This effulgent linga is Lord Shiva himself. Brahma assumed the form of a swan and flew up to find its end, but could not. Vishnu assumed the form of a wild boar and went down to find its end, but also could not. This endless pillar of light is how Shiva is said to appear in this universe being above Brahma and Vishnu. This is the tale the Shaivites, or followers of Shiva, would generally refer to, claiming the supremacy of Lord Shiva. The Vaishnavas, or followers of Vishnu, states that Shiva appeared from the forehead of Brahma out of his pure rage as the great destroyer of creation. Meanwhile, the Shaktas, or the followers of the feminine Shakti, claims that it was first the Adi Shakti or Bhuvaneswari Devi that first existed before any other deity. Meanwhile, you have the worshippers of Krishna also claiming the same, that it was first Krishna that existed before any other. These creation stories and sectarian theologies are found in the Puranas or sacred texts that deals with descriptive narratives and theories. There are 18 main Puranas, but over 40 other exist, too. These Puranas are dedicated to different deities, giving each sect a right to own their own narrative that praises their deity of choice. It can be confusing for one religion, namely Hinduism, to claim that there are many gods and goddesses, especially when one group claims their favorite god to be superior than another. Some say that many cycles of creations exist, multitudes, innumerable creations. Sometimes Vishnu creates, another time it is Shiva who does the creation, another time Devi, another Krishna, and so forth. In such a way, everyone is correct. It becomes a matter of time, and this is known as the theory of Kalpa. However, most today would say that these gods and goddesses are manifestations of one supreme being named Brahman. Don't be confused with Brahmana, which is a caste of the priest and of the learned ones. A Brahmana is a caste, while, a Brahma, while the Brahman is the supreme, supreme spiritual energy that envelops everything. This Brahman is pure energy without any form or name. For the purposes of these categorized creations, many forms and names exist. This is the theory of Saguna and Nirguna Brahman, which will be our main topic for this episode. Guna means attributes and Nir means without. Nirguna means without attributes without names, forms, and other characteristics. This is the impersonal Brahman, or the impersonal God that first exists. This energy is only light and light alone. It is knowledge, truth, beauty, and everything else, but no words, or anything for that matter, can describe this Nirguna Brahman, for it is beyond and above everything else. The Saguna Brahman is the personal God, with a form, name, story, and everything else you can think about. This can be Shiva, Vishnu, Krishna, Devi, whoever, your choice. This deity becomes your personal Ishta Devata, your worshipable deity. You can pick who this deity is to you and meditate and worship in such a way. Many Saguna forms can exist, as many as you like. Some sects would include this perspective into their theologies. For example, the Vaishnavas say that Vishnu exists as the impersonal Brahman. The Paramatma, the god that exists in every being. And Vishnu himself is the Bhagavan, or the god in his full splendor. Most Hindus today prefer this perspective or theory to balance the trouble of many gods. Back to Bali. In the 10th century, there were 9 sects that were brought together at the great assembly of Pura Samwantiga in Badulu near today's Ubud. These 9 sects were the Pashupatas, Bhairava, Shaiva Siddhanta, Vaishnava, Bauda, Brahma, Reshi, Saura, and Ganapatyas. These sects also exist in India. At that time, the Shiva-siddhanta was predominant. The sage Mpukuturan of East Java led this assembly and brought about a unity within Hinduism. Incorporating different theologies and attributes, he made a system of worship still followed by the Balinese today. The concept of Kayangan tiga or worshipping the Trimurti, the three main Hindu deities of Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. At this assembly, it was agreed that every Balinese must worship these three primary gods and that every village must have a Pura or temple dedicated to each of them. In every Balinese Hindu village today, you will have the Pura Pusah for Vishnu, Pura Desa for Brahma and Pura Dalam for Shiva. Moreover, another Javanese Hindu sage by the name of Danghyang Nirartha reformed the worship of the Balinese from the worship of deities or forms to the so-called vertical worship using the Patmasana. The Patmasana is an open throne seen in all Balinese homes, temples and businesses. It is dedicated to the worship of the Nirguna Brahma instead of having many deities and forms to worship. At every temple and place, this throne represents the seat of the deity worship there, or of Ida Sanghyang Widiwasa, which we'll talk more about in 5, 4, 3, 2. Ida Sanghyang Widiwasa is the Balinese or Indonesian equivalent of Nirguna Brahman. It is the monotheistic deity of the Hindu religion in Indonesia. But another theory of God exists, layered deep in the Balinese Hindu theology. Remember how I mentioned that the sects are now united? Well, in reality, the Hindus in Bali are mainly Shaivites. They claim Shiva to be supreme. They say the Nirguna Brahman is Paramashiva, the unadulterated Great Shiva. The Saguna Brahman is Sadashiva the pure Shiva, and the individual soul is Shiva, the many Shivas that form the life force within everything. According to this Balinese Shaivism, every entity is Shiva and will eventually merge into the identity of Shiva. As a result of the Shaivite nature of Indonesia's Hinduism today, many other sects have reappeared in the country. Today, there are also devotees of Vishnu, Krishna and the Goddess that have theologies that do not officially match with that of the majority. Even though all are Hindu, they do not agree on the theology of the Shaivites. This has and will cause many problems. The answer though is obvious. Hinduism incorporates and welcomes many different perspectives and unites this diversity of paths. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti Om